Texas Prison Stories family, thank you for returning, y'all. We have Mr. Lee A. Larry, 42 years on the inside, a real Texas OG here, man. He can run down so much stuff. Show him your book, Mr. Larry. Mr. Larry is the author of Islam Demystified. It's published on Amazon.com. It's also used as a college textbook. He's the only inmate that's ever wrote a book that's been a college textbook. Thank you, Mr. Larry. Thank you. Thank you for coming down to Galveston, too. We sure appreciate you, sir. Listen, what we're going to do today, right now, and the entire point of this Texas Prison Stories is that we've had so many men die, life's on ruined and everything, and nobody's talking about Texas here. So we're going to bring some light to things people don't know. Mr. Larry, there's a gang that I know about that I think nobody else in the world knows about called Texas Mafia. You remember those guys? Yeah, I remember Texas Mafia. Now, what are they called? TM? When the TM? TM, yes. Is it true that they were up under TS? Or they ran with them? What was, how was that working? They were independent. They were independent? Independent. Okay. And who they, what were their members like? Uh, they had uh, mixed members. They had a couple Hispanics. They had a couple black members. But it's a predominant white gang. So, tell you, yeah. Texas Mafia white gang had a couple blacks and Mexicans in it? Yes. How were those guys? Were they hardcore? Just as down as the white guys. Was it down, were the white guys down for them? Yes. TM was not a racial gang. They killed anybody. They didn't give a shit who you was. They, they, they didn't go by race. They go by, if you got any business, you was out of there. That's it. All right. well, and, uh, man, TM now, we don't hear a lot about them. What happened to them? Uh, Texas gang officers basically broke them down. A lot of those guys went home, and a lot of them is still in Ed Because about Texas got an indeterminate uh, sentence in, in SIG. Some of them are still in SIG. But basically, they are broke down. They watered down now. They just ran out of gas. Ran out of gas. Couldn't recruit no new members. Yeah. And, I'm, and listen, ask me this, answer me this. How do they recruit new members of any gang in there when they know if you're caught, you're going to say, what's going Some on? Some guys, they roll with a car just for protection. They know most of these guys got, they're going to get drugs. Uh, They're they involved in different countries, different little hustles. So they really join them for protection. I always call some of the gangs protection rackets. Because some guys join a gang, you really, you know, really, they hard not in it. They just doing it out of fear. Yeah, so they're not even, they're not, you might have a couple guys hard in it, running the show, and everybody else latching on, huh? That's correct. Yeah, wow, okay. Oh, let me ask you something. In, in Texas prison gangs, have you ever seen something that kind of weird, didn't make no sense, like, uh, White TS, uh, Black AB, anything like that? Well, I was at uh, the Bill Pimmons unit up in Amarillo. They had a Black Aryan Brotherhood. A what? A yeah, black guy. A Black Aryan brother. Yes, he used to say he was a uh, white man trapped inside of a black body. <laughs> oh, wow. And he'd tell that to black men. Would he say that to y'all? Yeah, he didn't say it before. Oh, man. Yeah, he'd be out on the wreck yard doing his high Hitlers like they, like they doing. What he looking like? He's he's about six four. He's a big dude. He wasn't small. He was like dark skin, light skin, brown skin. He said he was adopted by white people because he talked just like a white guy. He don't nothing about him black. Nothing. So he was raised by white. Raised people. by white people. Oh man, Dave Chappelle type guy right there. How'd that work out for him? Well, one day he uh just got to talking too much. Got to talking too much shit and. A black guy called him out, and he beat the hell out of him. 
Aaron brother lost. Yeah, he lost. The rest of them, his homeboy was standing there, buddy. But it's, it's like anything in prison. When you got the numbers, man, most of the time you're not going to have any problems. That's if true. you got the numbers, the other, other guys, they're not going to do anything unless they got the numbers. So guys ask him, say, hey, you ain't going to help your sister because this dude was screaming like a girl. Dude broke his shoulder, he broke his rib, he kicked his teeth out. It was one-on-one. One oh, guy so was he, doing he that. He didn't stop. No, he didn't stop. He, I mean, he beat this fool. They did not help him. And he was crying like a girl. Wow, you ain't going to help your sister. That's what, that's what they said. You ain't going to help your oh sister. God, man. No respect for any of them no more <laughs> after that, huh? <laughs> did they all have to get off that prison or did they get to stay? Well, really, they would do their little thing out on the wreck yard. Oh, boy, when it, when it comes to pushing shell, them dudes will run the ass slap off the unit. Yeah. That's the only reason they would get away with that because they really, they not all. Uh, they not throwing their weight around on no other racial group. Right, they right. just hang with themselves, doing. They right. they don't control it, and that unit was wide open, drugs. And that's something that I kind of wanted to to say. You said it right there, though, and that's for a lot of them, Mister Larry. It's not just the white <laughs> boys, too, man. A lot of these gangs, and this is why we're trying to tell people to even avoid them. So I started as as a kid, man. I didn't understand what I was doing and going to this, but. These gangs, they don't pray. Their Aryan brothers aren't out here robbing and killing black people. These T.S. and Mexican Mafia, man, they weren't even messing with the black folks. They uh, they prey on their own people. All prison gangs prey on their own people. And that's, how do we even make that okay, Mr. Larry? You can't make that okay, can you? Well, I used to hear them uh, give those guys a little thing at East Ham. Guy would come over there and, uh, and sometimes... He have a, a black silly, a Hispanic guy. And when the black guy is cool, he's not a gang member, but they recruit him because he may make commissary. They need people who got money. They don't need people, every, all the people ain't got to fight or be a killer. You're in an organization. An organization got to have money to run. And uh, he would say, hey, man, I don't want, he's scared to go to the rec yard. So he tell his black silly, hey, man, or he see the black silly got homeboys and everything on the rec yard. He tell him, hey, man, these guys going to jump me if I go to the rec yard. He'd go out there with him and go over there, talk to the Hispanics who run it. And he'd say, hey, tell them to their face, what's up? he said, say, hey, man, I don't want to be in no gang. I don't want to be shit, man. I just want to do my time. And uh, they would tell him this little shit, okay? We ain't got no problem with that. But don't ever come around us, ask us for anything. If the other races get on your ass, we're not going to help you. You're on your own. You're on your own. You're on your own. And he'll say, cool. Yeah. Shake hands and walk away. That's the end of that. Really? That's how it was, it was like that back then? Yeah. So, man, this this forcing people to ride and all this shit, that wasn't happening back then. Well, I put it like this. Now, if a guy was from San Antonio, and when Emmy was still in general population, most time he going to ride with an Emmy car. Right. They wasn't trying to hear shit you talking about. He going to ride with that car. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Larry, one time when I was in Pam Winston State Jail, uh... They actually had a some type of problem where they had to bring a chain bus that was going to San Antonio through our facility. And the guys that came, it was about 12 of them. They were all Mexican Mafia. One of them was older, and the other ones were kids. They put them in a dorm. They actually put them in a GP dorm that night. They all 12 came in, threw their stuff, and yelled out, Emmy, and all 12 got beat up right then. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was instant. You know what I mean? But I give them their respect. They did come in and yell it out. And I've always seen the Mexican Mafia guys. They will 
represent no matter what, and I got to give them that props, you know what I mean? They'll go into a firestorm and just yell out at me, so, you know, hey, it's kind of wild, but, oh, uh, so listen, in all your years, we're going to get ready to close this one about the games, but in all your years, who had the most weight, you think? And then we're talking about money, cash, who had the dope, me, you ain't got to say nothing specific, but who you think was most in power ever in Texas you've seen at one time? I would have to say T.S. T.S. was in power the most? T.S. And see, people don't understand that they, they talk about T.S. being in California. Who started T.S. in Texas? Uh, Popeye and some more Hispanics. Popeye and them, huh? You knew Popeye? Yes, he was my next. Well, I was in general population. I used to uh, smuggle weed into him, bring drugs into him, and I got thrown in saying and put right next door to him. Oh, so you end up being his neighbor. Being his neighbor. Somebody brought you something after then that? somebody brought me something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, man. How would the guards treat Popeye? With respect? With respect. He already got two bodies. Back then, Eunice was laid back. If you was a guy who would step out, you're going to know how to respect the guards. Right. Likewise, it's going to reciprocate. They're going to respect you. That goes to that convict right, right there. The real convicts, how do they treat the guards? With respect, with respect, right? cause I had to learn that the hard way. You need to, you need, to, you ain't gotta suck ass with the fuckers, but at some point in time, you might need this guy. You might need to make a move, and he won't let you off the wing. You might need him. He got the keys. Now how you gonna get out? There's no other way out but go through this guard. And you got to curse him out and, and all disrespected. He gonna say, "Hey man, go sit your ass down. You ain't you ain't going nowhere until we call traffic." Right. And then what? And then listen. The thing is, you be that other man, and he really will pop that door and let you out, and you ain't even supposed to be out yeah, there. That's correct. You'll be that guy that's the only one in the hallway feeling weird, but you're getting it done. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So listen. Uh, I keep saying close. Last thing I'm gonna say. Have you ever watched Charles Shank Redemption? Yes. Were you kind of like red in there? Yeah, I was a guy who could make it happen. That's I got a smooth technique on how to get weed in, how to get cell phones. I could put myself right now on any Texas maximum security unit. I could get right back in the groove like I'd never left. That's I got a foolproof way. I know how to be. We definitely ain't going to tell him that way. <laughs> I ain't going to tell him. <laughs> we ain't going to tell him that way. He don't even want to tell me that way, y'all. How about that? He didn't even want to tell me. That's this type of convict, man. He down here with me. He say, nah, man, that's going to die with me. And that's okay. <laughs> hey, Mr. Larry, show him your book, man. Islam Demystified, y'all. Lee A. Larry. Look at this. Hold on. Lee A. Larry. Ph.D. Ph.D., y'all. 42 years on the inside. Thank you for watching.